0: Well, happy second Sunday of Advent. It is the second Sunday of Advent. It is the Sunday where we focus on the peace of the Lord. Last Sunday was on the hope that we have in the Lord. And today it's on the peace that the Lord gives. The peace that we can Enjoy the peace that we can experience even in the midst of chaos. Even as the world is churning by and, in, and all the craziness that's going on out in the world, out in society, there is a peace that abides in our hearts, in our souls, because we belong to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so the message for today is entitled proclaimed peace because that's what we're called to do with our lives with our witness with our testimony testimony is to proclaim this peace So that when people are looking at us and seeing us and how we respond amidst the chaos and they can say, how is it that in all this craziness you can have peace and you can proclaim? It's because of Jesus. It's because of what Jesus has done for me, what Jesus is doing for me, what I know God is going to do. I have a peace that surpasses all understanding, meaning I know it doesn't make sense. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm at peace. Or I want to be at peace. And so we proclaim that with our lives, with the way we carry on with one another, the way we interact and share. Proclaimed peace. You know, when we hear certain phrases, we respond in certain ways. For instance, if I were to say to you, the Lord be with you. And also with you. Thank you. You're catching on here. We're going we're to move along. Or if I were to say, God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. If you were to attend a UTSA Roadrunner football game with me, you would hear the announcer say, UTSA. They did it on Friday. I was there. It was a championship game. It was beautiful. Loved it. We hear certain phrases and we respond a certain way. We're, 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 we're uh, taught. We're taught. And we receive things a certain way. Now what happens when we hear the phrase, let there be peace on earth. Let there be peace on earth. Now my hope is that what comes to mind is the hymn by the same name. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Let it begin with me. Let me be the one that extends peace automatically, intuitively, naturally, normally, whatever word you want to use there. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. I don't want to wait for someone to to tell me, hey, can't you respond peacefully? I want that to be my normal response. In the chaos and the craziness of this world, let it begin with me. As I've gotten older, I've noticed that what I really want more than anything in the world is peace. Right? I don't need any more trauma. Oh, no. I don't need any more chaos. I don't need any more conflict or discord or animosity or strife. What I want is peace. I want peace. Peace of mind. A peaceful night's sleep. Peace in the family. Peace in the church. Oh, Lord, peace in the church, please. Peace in our nation. Peace in the world. And I'm sure so many of you want the same thing. Peace. And yet, Peace can sometimes be hard to achieve, or so it seems. But listen to what Jesus says in the Gospel of John, in the 14th chapter, the 27th verse. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. What a gift that Jesus is offering the church, that Jesus is offering each one of us his peace. And he is, he is making clear that his peace is not the peace that is offered in the world. And because of that, we can, we can receive it without troubled hearts, without fear. Do not be afraid. I do not give it to you as the world gives. And so this morning, I want to speak of the peace that we can know through Christ Jesus. Again, it's that peace that surpasses all understanding. It doesn't make sense to people that in this room we can be at peace even in the trials and tribulations of life. We can be at peace. Peace. The peace we proclaim in Christ is rooted in God's love and that's why we can be at peace. It's rooted in the love of God. And it's never, ever a peace based on fear. Well, I want to make peace with you because I'm afraid of you. I want to make peace with you because I'm afraid of what you're going to do. No. I want to make peace with you because of God's love. God loves you, and I proclaimed just a minute ago that I love you too. Each and every Sunday when we proclaim the Shema, that's what we're saying. God loves you, and we're going to love God, and I love you. And I pray you're going to love me. And so it's not a peace, a worldly peace that's, that's forced or based in fear, but it's based in love. Love for one another, love for stranger, love for neighbor, love for enemy. Rooted in the love of God. That's the peace we're talking about. It's not the peace the world knows. We don't have to sue for peace. As nations do when they're at war, right? At some point, one of the nations will sue for peace. Okay, here are my terms. Stop fighting. Stop bombing. Stop killing. The peace that we have in Christ Jesus is rooted in love. Love of God and love of neighbor. What Isaiah chapter 11 is talking about is something we call the peaceful kingdom. In chapter 11, the prophet introduces us to this idea of the peaceful kingdom. He speaks to the hope for a ruler from the line of David who will be filled by the Spirit of the Lord. It's important to note that the Spirit of the Lord is the source of all true authority and from the spirit of the Lord arises wisdom understanding, knowledge righteousness, equity and faithfulness these attributes according to Isaiah mark the one who champions the poor and the meek but overthrows the wicked Isaiah tells us that the reign of this true Davidic king leads to the advent of the peaceable kingdom, where harmony between all orders of creation creates a new Eden-like community, where harmony between all orders of creation creates a new Eden-like community. Isaiah describes a future life that will be free from danger brought about by the messianic king's rule of peace. Those who were once enemies will live side by side in a peaceful manner. And the root of Jesse, this messianic king will be acknowledged by all people. Now think back to two weeks ago. I wasn't here last week. Ryan preached last week. But two weeks ago we talked about Every knee and every tongue. Every knee bowing and every tongue confessing that Jesus is Lord. And so the messianic king that Isaiah is talking about in this passage will be acknowledged by all people. Meaning that every knee will bow and every tongue confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Wouldn't that be glorious? What a hope. What a future. So, but what, that, what does that mean for us here and now? Here in San Antonio, Texas, in December of 2022, getting ready for 2023. What it means is that we are called to begin introducing the concept, the idea of living into the peaceful kingdom. Will it be perfect? Absolutely not. It'll be messy. But that doesn't keep us from introducing this concept, this idea of living in peace with one another. And so it's important that we remember what we've been given by Jesus. Peace I leave with you. My peace give to you. Now remember, I don't give to you as the world gives. And so we do not need to be troubled by our current imperfections. Because this is not about guilt or shame or about fear. Simply step out in the faith that we have that we've been given this peace by Jesus. And when we can step out in faith in this peace given to us by Jesus, we can step out and proclaim with confidence there will be peace on earth. There will be peace on earth. And it will begin with me. It will begin with me. It will begin with me. Amen.